I think his main sort of um, priority was to remove me from my friends and my family. Because if my friends and my family had heard some of the things that he was doing, it's more easy to for me to think, yeah, it's true. That's some bullshit. Let me get out of this, you know. Do you know what I mean? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everyone. You are listening to Don't Be Afraid to Talk podcast with James. If you are listening for the first time, you are welcome. Talking and listening is key for growth and I hope our stories will bring us together and we can draw inspiration from each other. Conversation will include topics such as mental and physical health, trauma and its effect, suicidal thoughts, recovery and well-being. We will continue to raise awareness and offer a different perspective a mindset or an idea that could inspire you to take charge of your well-being and to grow as a human being. Thank you for joining us today. Today I'm here with Zara and today we're going to be discussing relationship with a narcissist and if you're listening today have an open mind and we we hope that you can learn something from this episode hello sarah how are you i'm doing very well thank you thank you thank you can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself um so i'm zara hey (laughs) (laughs) i went through a relationship with a narcissist at the time i did not know what narcissists were i just thought that they're really vain you know conceited individuals um but i didn't really know what they do or what they can do to people um Mm. until i was actually in a relationship with one and i was just thinking all the time what is wrong with this person like why do they do this like it was all very you know weird i could tell something was off but i didn't know what it was so it's only when i left the relationship and i started to you know kind of do more research because i knew something was off um then i thought oh my goodness this person was actually a narcissist you know because the relationship followed like a systematic sort of structure whereby there's love bombing in the beginning where you know he kind of pretends or morphs himself into everything that I've ever dreamed of sort of thing you know really getting himself in that position to be trusted you know getting himself in that position to um you know make me fall for him sort of thing and make me feel like yeah this is actually meant to be you are the person I've been waiting for sort of thing but really it was all just a ploy to kind of you know get me under his hook so once Mm, you know mm. they've hooked you then they know okay you know he or she is hooked you know then they can start to switch up their behavior on you and you're more likely to let that behavior slide because you know now you're thinking well this person is everything i've ever dreamed of this they've already proved it to me they've shown me the evidence that you know they are you know my dream man or dream woman or whatever and then 
you know, so it's almost that you yourself cannot believe it when they start to switch up the behavior and you start making excuses for them. Or maybe it's this, maybe it's their childhood, maybe it's that, mm. maybe, you know, they just need some, you know, they had, you know, mummy issues or daddy issues or whatever. You start making excuses for them and their behavior and you can't actually get it <laughs> through your head that this is not the person <laughs> that you met yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. This, they're not who they said they were. So it was just after leaving that that I made a discovery. I thought, how is this even possible that I could have gone into or through a relationship with a narcissist and not known about it? I'm sure there's other people, you know. And then I started, like, you know, reaching out to people and, you know, um, really making a community of people that have been through a similar experience as me. So yeah, now yeah. I pretty much just talk about my experience um, and I help others who have gone through a similar experience to me as well. Yeah. yeah. It can be so, very soul shattering yeah. going through that. Some of that is what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Before we get going, we're just going to play a quick game. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to play a quick game. It's called One for One. I'll give you a word. One for One. Yeah, okay. I'll give you a word and you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the first word is identity. Crisis. Relief. Relief or belief? Relief. Sorry, relief. Um, destination? <laughs> Laughter. Happiness. Patience. Calm. And the last one is traveling. Fun. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just five random words. Um. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, so can you just tell us a little bit about yourself growing up? Um, so I was the youngest of three children, um, me and my sisters, we were back to back. So, you know, it was like seven, eight, nine, you know, 11, 12, 13. It was always like three of us just back to back. We were all girls. Yeah. And we shared a room, that sort of thing, you know, stealing each other's clothes, you know, fights all the time, that kind of thing. And we grew up with a single uh, father, you know, we all grew up with our dad. Um, so I didn't really see my mom often, you know, maybe once a year or so. Mm. Um, but my dad was very, very strict. He was, <laughs> he believed <laughs> in, uh, you spo spare the rod, spoil the child. He, 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 he was not spoiling no child in that house. No. You know? <laughs> so he, he, he would literally just, you know, beat us for like everything. So it was very like walking on eggshells, you know. Let's not get in trouble today. Let's not get beaten today. You know, let's, oh. you know, not piss daddy off sort of thing. So there was that sort of fear in the household, you know. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of how my childhood was. So yeah. I always kind of like looked towards my future and always wanted it, especially because of the fact that I grew up like with just one parent as well. I always kind of, you know, promised myself that, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to have, you know, the man, the wife and the two kids, you know, and maybe a dog. A lot of daydreaming. You know, a lot of that to kind of like escape from the reality sort of thing. Um, but equally, I think I was very um, afraid to get into relationships as well um just because my dad obviously was a single dad but he was still a player you know sort of yeah. thing 
Um, so I saw my dad and, you know, the turnover of aunties, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the turnover of potential stepmoms. And, you know, he'd always warned us, you know, about, you know, don't, don't follow boys. That, that was his, yeah. that was his motto. Stay away from them. Stay away from boys. <laughs> you know, they will use you. They'll dump you. They'll move on to your best friend. They'll, you know, so he would always say stuff <laughs> like that. So I was very weary when like guys approached me, should I say, because I didn't yeah. trust them. I did not trust men at all. So I would already kind of be on the defense as soon as, you know, I know what you want. I know what you're here for. You know, you're not going to fool me. You're not going to pull the wool over my eyes. You know, my daddy's already told me all about you. So yeah. I, was a, I was really, really defensive, wasn't interested at all um, in relationships or anything like that. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think it, there was that sort of fear of yeah. getting into a relationship and, you know, trusting. And did you, um, whenever you go to see your mum, how was that relationship? I think it was, it was, it was always exciting sort of thing mm. because, you know, because of what was going on at home and the fear and the, the smacking and all of that kind of thing, you know, I sort of like saw my mum as like an escape route kind of thing. Yeah. Sort of daydream about like just going to live with like my mum instead sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it was, it just, it was what it was really. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'd always want to like be closer to my mother, I think. Um, mm. yeah. When I was younger. Um, yeah. So that had always been something that I really wanted, um, like more of a relationship because I would see like obviously my school friends and stuff and, you know, their moms were picking them up and from school and, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, you know when I hear about people like talking about their mama, you know, I, it just like really nice yeah. and sweet, sweet things about their mom, like, you know, and I would feel like, wow, like I don't have that sort of thing. Like I can't really mm. say much about my mother. Yeah. You thing. can just so, like, yeah, like, oh, that's nice for you, you know. I don't feel mm. the same, but it must be nice, you know. So, yeah. so that's how I kind of felt about it. And uh, in relation to men, when when did you meet your partner that you had um, troubles with? <laughs> we used the word trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I met him... <laughs> I met him a couple of years prior um, to us actually mm. being in a relationship. So I knew like of him, like I knew he okay. existed in this world, um, but I didn't see him as somebody that I would ever date, you know? So he was just a friend. He was just there. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was just there. Yeah, he literally just was there. Um, you know, obviously every now and again, he would text me or whatever, like, you know, he was, just, you know, he wanted to be my friend sort of thing, but I didn't really see it that way. And I just felt like we were just different, <laughs> like intellectually, like it just wasn't on the same vibe. Like we were like, we didn't vibe, you know? And yeah, a hundred percent. Um, so I met him then, um, 
but not in a relationship, then we mm. stopped talking, you know, because of, you know, a, a series of red flags that I'd seen even in the friendships that, to be honest with you, now that I look back, that should have been the first red flag to just, you know, yeah. But obviously at, at that point I did act and he was actually on my block list. He had about four different numbers on my block list because every now and again he would call me off a different number. So I'd save that number and make sure I'd block that one too, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, because, you know, again, there's a very thin line between persistence, like nice persistence, like you know yeah, this guy is serious uh, and, yeah, and, and then, and all that. And then there's like yes, obsessive, yeah, you know. There's, there's like, a very yeah, thin go, line, go for the yeah. woman you want. And then there's a part where you're kind of like, okay, now it's a bit much now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of thing. And I think he was on that part. But so he was blocked. And then um, I think a couple of years later, I I needed help with something. And I was thinking, you know, oh, who could help me with this particular thing that I need? Mm. And then I thought, oh, that guy, you know, that guy. But oh, he's on my block list. I can't, <laughs> yeah. you know, I can't come, I come, unblock and, like, him. <laughs> I come and unblock him. And, you know, <laughs> someone asked, but I thought, you know what? You know what? And I, I, I think at the time I, I saw him, I think, you know, when you block someone, you can still see, see like their profile picture and their status and stuff like that. So I saw like he had on his, I think it was either status or like his profile picture or whatever, like a scripture from the Bible. So I was thinking, oh, like he must be a good person since he's like got like scriptures on his profile picture, he's changed. right? <laughs> then, yeah, he might have changed sort of thing. So I thought... Let's give it a try. What's the worst he could say? No, right? Mm. So I thought, okay, you know what? Let me unblock him and just ask him whatever, you know? So that's what I did. So I unblocked him and I asked him, oh, you know, can you help me with this? You know, <laughs> sorry for blocking you. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, apologies for, like for that. A couple of years, you know? But can you help me with this? You know, so obviously he was very, very obviously happy to hear from me. Oh, Zara, you know, of course I will. You know, this and that. You know, he was very all too enthusiastic to, okay. you know, help me with this thing. Um, but then I think when he revisited, he made it quite clear that he wanted um, a relationship, you know? So obviously I'm looking at him like, you know, it's going to be quite hard to get out of this friend zone that you've been in for the last for a long years. time. But, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I was starting my business at the time and he was around, you know, um, he was just around and he always wanted to help me and this, that and the other. He was always like dead. You know, we started talking a lot more. So mm. when I started to like, like whatever I would say that like I'm battling with or struggling with or whatever, he'd always he'd sort of make himself available. Come to the rescue. Himself, like, yeah, come to the rescue, like knight in shining armor. So then I began to look at myself and be like, well, Zara, you know, this is quite a nice guy. He seems to be wanting to be there for you. He seems to be a caring person. He seems to be this, that, and the other sort of thing. Completely forgetting about the offence that he did a couple of years ago that got mm. him on the block list, by the way. You know, but I started to see him as, oh, okay, maybe, you know, maybe we could. Let's give it a try, you know? Let's give it a try. Sort what can go wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You <know>? But... <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it definitely and, did. And uh, and how was the, obviously at the start the relationship was fun and all that good stuff. 
after how many months or years did he decide to did you start to realize something is not right here to be honest it was like it wasn't the fr- almost, it wasn't like in the first month was it <laughs> i think it was if okay. i if i'm going to be really honest with myself i think it was you know but because when you've never been in a situation like this you don't really know mm. what it is and what is like actually like unforgivable or like huge red flags that should not be overlooked sort of thing Mm. so you know stuff like i remember like in the first few months like he had an argument with one of my friends you know sort of thing and it got quite you know serious heated or whatever and i'm just like "Mm, okay Mm, yeah so you don't like my friend or whatever you know it's not really something a lot of people would you know take very seriously you know sort of thing um but it was a red flag that um obviously the first time that we had sex he did something called stealthing right again i didn't know this term even existed i haven't heard of that Um, word before (laughs) you haven't well this is good because obviously we can educate some listeners here (laughs) stealthing is the act of removing um protection without the other person's knowledge or consent oh 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 yes so it's like when you when you you may agree to have sex with somebody consensually with protection right yeah and then (laughs) But if the person removes the protection, right, technically you're not really consenting to unprotected sex. But that person is subscribing you to do that without your knowledge or consent, you know. Yeah. And that is actually a form of sexual abuse, actually. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't know this at the time. But obviously when I found this out, obviously I was very angry and I was like, oh my goodness, how could you do this? Why would you do this? Yeah, like, why would you, know? you do that? <laughs> yeah, why? Just why? You know, like, who does that? Like, just, you just know, you know? And yeah, he he did, he did that. So obviously he made up stories about how he just, you know, loves me so much and he wants to, okay. you know, he does, he wouldn't mind to start a family and all of this business and da 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 da. I remember I told you in the beginning of this um, story, you know, what I always wanted when I was a child. I was daydreaming mm. of a family, yes, and, you know, yeah. the man, the wife and the two kids, mm. you know, and the, and the dog, you know, sort of thing. So he started to maybe play into that more. You know, mm. obviously, just you know, ignoring the fact that he technically sexually abused me, right? Yeah, it's but, like if yeah, we're gonna talk about family, about can we talk about it first? <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't start planning these things without I, I, me. I didn't like, mean tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he did that. Oh, you know, trying to like you know manipulate me to start thinking. Maybe this isn't such a bad idea. Mm. Maybe, you know, this and that. Maybe he's a responsible person that's actually going to, like, look after his children. And, you know, he's very, you know, mature and this and that. And he he wants to get married. And mm. he's like, you know, 
So he started to maybe play into my, you know, your need fantasy, should yeah. I say? Yeah. yeah, of that need for a family and like that security, right? That I didn't have when I was a child. Mm. You know, see, he was very good at picking up what I wanted and, and needed and would give it to me. You know, and would this be something that he was obviously familiar with? That he, he obviously kind of knew what you what you wanted. So yeah, because we used to talk. Yeah, we used to talk. Yeah. So he just kind of fed into that. Talk. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so he, uh, he was doing it deliberately, essentially. Mm. Um, because if he sat down and had a conversation with me and said, "Let's have, let's have a baby," I would have said no. <laughs> of course, of course not. Of course, I don't want children. Yeah, you know, sort of thing. But that's why he had to use the um, stealthing strategy, mm. you know, to maybe you know, force yeah. or manipulate me into that. Um, so and, he did that and started to manipulate me, um, to think, oh yeah, this is, you know, what we want kind of thing. Mm. So eventually <laughs> I did get pregnant actually. Um, which obviously at the time he literally, when he, like, he was always like pushing me, let's go to the clinic. Let's find out if you're pregnant. I can feel it in my spirit. You're pregnant. You're pregnant. You're pregnant. Sort of thing. So I'm thinking, wow, like this, this is the kind of energy I, I, I need in my life. Like, this is nice, you know, uh, sort of thing. Like, it's nice to be pregnant and feel like, you know, your husband or your partner, yeah, or whatever, a very... like wants the baby and wants to be around you mm. and just wants that family and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that's what women want. We want that security of somebody that's going to take care of us and take care of our children as well, you know? Um, and he was definitely playing, um, you know, into that, you know? Um, so he started to do all of that. Literally when we, when we went to the clinic, he literally cried when I told him, yeah, I'm pregnant. Like, you know, I did a pregnancy test with the doctor and mm. he said that, yeah, I was pregnant. And he literally cried in the waiting room and stuff. And I was thinking, like, calm down. Like, <laughs> he's still got another nine months. Crying. Chill. <laughs> like, chill. Like, this thing is hardly the size of a kidney bean. Like, just yeah. calm down. You know, um, so he did that. But I liked that. You know, I liked that he was so happy and stuff, mm. you know. Um, so, yeah. It was nice, but yeah. he's, but then, you know, he started to, obviously I, 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 as I did say, there was some red flags, like, you know, arguing with my friend, you know, mm. road rage, certain things that he would say, you know, there was a few red flags, certain things didn't add up, you know, um, I think at that point he'd even lost his job, you know, he'd even lost his job, uh, that, what he told me anyway. Um, but he told me that he was a contractor at the time, you know, certain times that I would talk to him, he'd be like, Oh, I'm mm. at work or I'll call you after work or whatever. So he used to say these things to me. If you say you're at work, I have no reason to question that you're at work. Right. So yeah. No, no. <laughs> if, yeah. If you're with someone that said they're, they're in work, why would yeah. you question it? <laughs> so around yeah. this time that he was like helping me my business one day, I think he said, Oh yeah, he came out to like help me with my business and you know he didn't go to work that day and because of that they fired him so I'm like that's a bit odd but okay um you're it's a, it's yeah not a nice boss. Thanks, you know so so but if you look at it psychologically it makes me sort of indebted to him I lost my job because I was risking it all for you do you know what I mean mm. but at the time when all this was happening you never looked into debt 
into what he was doing. You just kind of had a red flag, but you brushed it off. Yeah, sort of thing. Because he, you know, told me that he has, you know, this, that and the other certificate and education and all that. So, mm. do you know what I mean? If you tell me you have a degree, uh, I'm not going to say... Uh, Show me. It's, it's just yeah. weird because who lies about that? Like people say, I didn't finish high school. I didn't finish university. Just if you did not do it, just say you did not do it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not that deep. Like you can still make it in this life, you know? Yeah. So uh, you're not thinking that somebody's actually going to lie about having degrees and qualifications that they don't have. Because again, who does that? Do you know mm. what I mean? It's just a bit too much to really... <laughs> You, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, you can't really... It's like, why do you need to say that? Like, you, you can just say... It's I, unnecessary. I just say what your level is of education or whatever, mm. like, where you're at. Like, don't lie, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, he did. Um, I believe, like, now that I look back on it, that he wasn't working at all. And he was lying. That's the, okay. the way I feel about it. I think he was lying. Um, so yeah, he started to switch up the behaviors even more. And then I thought, oh my God, what have I done? I'm pregnant. And this is something that I've always like wanted the whole family thing. But this man is crazy. I I knew that he was crazy, you know? And And was he ever like physical or was he just more like mental abuse? He was, he was physical. Um, I wouldn't say that he ever punched me in my face, but he was physically um, abusive. Mm. I remember when I was pregnant, I think, I can't remember what argument we were having or whatever, but, you know, he he did something like, I don't know, he maybe scratched me or did something anyway to my mouth. You know, I don't know whether he grabbed my mouth and, you know, because I actually had like um, nail prints on the top of my lip because I remember taking a picture of it and actually sending it to my sister like look at what this guy has just done you know he's Mm. just hurt me essentially so I think he like grabbed my face or something like that and like obviously fingernails kind of scratched my lip sort of thing so he he would do stuff like that he would do stuff like you know push me or uh, stop me from leaving the house you know confiscate my belongings like that kind of thing you know take my phone my keys my laptop like so i couldn't leave and things like that um yeah so he would do stuff like that all the time and was this like why you're pregnant yeah yeah that was like okay. when it started you know that sounds like a lot of stress yeah it 100 percent was yeah and i felt like that feeling of regret like yes i do want the whole family the, the man the wife and the two kids and the dog but mm. not like this you know and did you ever contemplate ending the relationship during our time? Oh, a hundred percent. Every every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you n- just never did it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it because I think this is the problem with a lot of um, people that are going through domestic abuse and domestic violence. You believe them when that person says they're going to change. They didn't mean it. They're sorry. This, that, and the other. You know. You mm. believe them. And that's that's the hardest thing to actually tell yourself, no, it's all BS. They're not ever going to change. That is so difficult for somebody to come to terms with that. This person is not going to change, you know? Mm. There's nothing that you can do. 
they made those decisions to hurt you, to harm you, to abuse you, whatever. And the likelihood is that they're not going to change, you know? And how long are you going to stick around to, to see if it's true that they're not going to change, you know? <laughs> but for yourself, was it a part of you that kind of was hoping that he would change, even though there was this red flag and... For me, there was too much at stake. I'm not going to go back to my family and be a single mom. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go and just get pregnant for some random man and just... Come back. Do you know what I mean? Like, do it all on my own and start like, no, we're not doing that, you know, yeah. to me. So that was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> we are not doing that. So we are, we are going to make this work, sort of thing. But it was more like, I didn't... I feel like I didn't really know that he was abusive Okay. at the time. When I was in it, I feel like, you know, I didn't feel like this was a domestic situation, domestically abusive relationship, because I thought you had to be punched in the face to, you know, sort of fall into that bracket of domestic abuse, you know? Yeah. I, d I wouldn't have said that this is domestic abuse. As well as that, if you're in a situation... Even though something happened, you're trying to justify the reason for it happening. Exactly. Exactly. And did you find yourself, you obviously done that quite a bit of time. Yeah. I wouldn't ever say I blamed myself for it and said it's my fault and stuff like that. But I feel mm. like I just, I just, I feel like I just didn't have energy for it. And I just, I just used to just get over it. And obviously they spend so much time, you know, proving that they're going to change. And if you take them back and it's worth giving them another try and they're going to change and they're going to get help and they're going to do this and they're going to, you know, whatever changes that you want them to make, they're going to make it for a short period of time just so you can think, oh, wow, it's true. He is actually changing only for you to get back to the same place again where he starts abusing you. Again. And w w was there a lot of uh, gaslighting? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, I think his main sort of um, priority was to remove me from my friends and my family. Because if my friends and my family had heard some of the things that he was doing, it's more easy to, mm. for me to think, yeah, it's true. That's some bullshit. Let me get out of this, you know. Do you know mm, what I mean? Mm. It's easier when people are supporting you and saying, like, you know, that man is trash. This person, you yeah. know, sort of thing. Yeah. You know? Um, but when you don't have anybody to like say, listen, that man is trash, you know, it's very difficult to decide that on your own, I think. So his main yeah. thing was to remove me from my friends and Separate my family. Separate you. So there was a lot of gaslighting. Oh, this person is jealous of you. Oh, that person is jealous of you. Oh, that you need to stop talking to this person. That is not a good person. This, that, and the other. Um, you know, we need to stay married because, you know, you've we've got generational curses. You know, women in your family don't really get married, you know, and you're married. You need to prove <laughs> it. You need to prove it to the world. You need to prove it, like, you know, break this curse that's over you or whatever. Um, so there was a lot of gaslighting in the... A lot of gaslighting. And obviously fell for most of those. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? You you trust this person, you know? You're thinking, this person doesn't want bad for me. That's not like why would I think that this man wants bad for me? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Why mm. you know? 
<laughs> yeah, it's like day to day he's sort him, of showing me that he wants a good for me. So why would I think that him saying all of these things is from a place where, oh yeah, he just wants to like move chess pieces around and, you know, turn people against, you know, you t- turn against certain people and stuff like that, moving chess pieces. You know, I'm not thinking of it as a strategy to, you know, isolate me and get me all on my mm. own and, you know, turn, do you know what I mean? I'm not seeing people around, like that, yeah. but now that I look back on it, that's, that's what's ex- exactly, that's a hundred percent what he was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how long was the relationship? Um, In total, I would say it was about two and a half years, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it was about two and a half years. Um, and when you say in total, does that mean that you obviously broke up a couple of times? Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Every <did>. couple of <laughs> months. I'm done with you. You ain't shit. You know? <laughs> and you will find... And was he a religious person? Yeah, extremely religious. Yeah. And you would like to think that someone that's very extremely religious would be a nice person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we kind of associate, you know, godly or spiritual with good people. people with being like upright, you know, human beings. You know what I mean? Like we're all the heathens. <laughs> we're all the like, you know, the pagans, the, the the secular people, you know, the non-believers and stuff like that. And oh, these people, oh, they read their Bible. Okay. You know, sort of thing. We sort of put them automatically on this kind of like pedestal. Yes, which like, is terrible. Oh, yeah. They're holier than than you know, thou, us, basically. So we sort of think, oh, well, yeah, you know, they're following, you know, the word of God or whatever. Mm. They're following these principles, so they must be somewhat, like, you know, godly. <laughs> and was... Did I learn a lesson? And was, was that a, another act of his, pretending to be a religious person? A hundred percent. Oh, a hundred percent. Till this day, I still get him sending me text messages telling me he's a child of God and, you know, my wickedness, <laughs> <laughs> my wickedness towards him will not prosper and all of this that like, till this day. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Can you just tell us some of the stories, what he did? A story. Well, what are the stories? Um, he was a spiritual gaslighter. So he would always try to make out that certain things were happening that were not actually happening. Do you know what I mean? Like he would look into things more than they really should. He very superstitious. For example, you know, there's times that he's woken me up in the middle of the night and been like, oh, I just saw a black cat. You know, maybe that black cat has like morphed into your mom. And, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, it sounds <laughs> <laughs> like it sounds so crazy yeah but like <laughs> i'll be like go to bed <laughs> go back to bed to be fair i i i really did because i always knew that he's just like over the top anyway so obviously certain <laughs> things that I, he would say to me i'd just be like okay you know but certain things i yeah. did sort of buy into um as well so he would do stuff like that um just looking into stuff you know you might be at the grocery store for example and you know he would you know sort of try to convince me that you know the the person that's on the cash register is like 
on an assignment, you know, they're a part of, you know, the cult and they've been sent to like, you know, do something to me, take something from me, you know, maybe uh, the pound coin that they gave me was like a spiritual, um, object to 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 like i don't know affect my life so when i take the pound coin my whole life would be affected or something like that so he would always try to like catastrophize and spiritualize everything you know mm. obviously as i spoke about um our first pregnancy right um where you know he scratched my lip and this that and the other um that let me backtrack a little bit because I didn't actually tell you this before, actually. So obviously when I was pregnant, obviously I was regretting the pregnancy. Um, I think this came before all of that, before he started like really abusing me and stuff. One day he literally just came home and he was like, Oh, Zara, you never believe this. So I was like, Oh, what? What? He was just like walking up and down, pacing up and down. Oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. This, that, and that. I'm just like, Spit it out. What, what is yeah, the problem? What's going on? You just, what is it? And he was just like, Oh, well, basically, um, I made an application in the home office and, you know, my lawyer says it might not work now. So, you know, since you are pregnant, you know, with my baby, um, and obviously you have a British passport, you know, how about, you know, sort of supporting my, um, application to stay in the UK? So I was like, huh? What? Like, huh? Come again? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, so apparently he'd been an overstayer in the country. Okay. The back of a student visa for 12 years, you know, which explained to me at that point why he wanted to stealth me, you know, mm, he wanted mm. to get me pregnant, you know, mm. sort of thing, so that this baby could basically, you know, Be, help him yeah. to stay in the country. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um. So obviously at this point, I'm just feeling like so betrayed, so angry. You know, just why would you do that? Just, you know, just why? Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like he sort of trapped me into the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's that's like why you have waited. to help me. Yeah, exactly. Because he waited until I actually got pregnant successfully before actually telling me all of this, you know, sort of thing. Mm. So obviously I had two options at that point. I could either say, you know what? <laughs> you yeah. tricked me you hoodwinked me you did this that and the other i'm leaving you you know and be a single mom or whatever and or i could just help the guy out because obviously mm. i don't want my child to grow up like without a dad i you know it's it's, it's probably in the interest of my child to mm. have the to dad help. stay yeah. in the country do you know what i mean yeah um obviously at this point he wasn't really doing anything like that bad um he wasn't really doing it so he was like you know showing me that he was you know look gonna look after me as i said you know he cried when he found out about the baby sort of thing i can't mm. think he was crying because he knew he was gonna stay in the country <laughs> the but, excitement <laughs> the excitement <laughs> for that burgundy passport you know that's yeah. what he was crying for you know he wasn't crying for the baby but um yeah so he so yeah i had two options at that point and i thought it made more sense to help him out with the application to mm. stay in the country because I'd rather like you know keep it all together, you know, for everybody else. Yeah, yeah you know, perfect relationship, whatever. Um, rather than just saying, you know what, you tricked me. You know, I'm not helping you. Leave me alone. Mm. You know, blah blah blah. I didn't really think that made sense. 
uh, at the time. But if I could go back, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and for people looking from the outside, did it was it a good relationship? People looking in, like I don't really think that they knew much about it, to be honest. And that's another thing as well. They will encourage you to not tell people stuff. You know, oh, our business is our business. Don't go telling your sister about this. Don't go telling your mom about that. Stop talking about our business to people. Mm. It's our business. It's our relationship. It's got nothing to, ain't nobody's business sort of thing. You know, but I think sometimes it is good to tell people about your relationship. You know? Yeah. Yes, of course. Of course we can have the, oh yeah, people are jealous Mm. of your relationship or whatever, whatever. But... Sometimes if stuff like this is happening, it's better to tell your friends and tell your family what is happening in your relationship. I feel if you feel comfortable, you feel like you want to talk to somebody, I think you absolutely should. And don't let anybody convince you that, you know, it's not good to talk about your relationship because I think it, it is. Yeah, es- especially with your friends as well. Um, and yeah. it's not like, don't throw it up on social media, but you should be able to speak to your friends about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, some people do throw it up on social media, like yeah. you know, they would just put that, on that's their stories. Thing, you know? yeah. They would just put it on the stories, like you know. And uh, when did you begin to gain control of your life back? So, just as I said, like the hugest sort of gaslight for me was. Um, Obviously, when I was pregnant, um, I gave birth at 23 weeks, which is like just over half of the pregnancy. Um, yeah. And yeah, 23 weeks and two days. So obviously, the doctors were gonna were saying to me, "Oh yeah, well, this baby's gonna die because it's just too early." And then you know, obviously, we were like, "Oh no, we're gonna pray about it. We're gonna pray about it. You know, God can do it. God will do anything. Whatever." And um, so we'd like consult pastors and prophets to like pray for us that you know our baby would live and stuff. And you know we were told by a lot of prophets, yeah, he's gonna be fine. You know all of this, we'll pray for you. But you know one particular prophet that um, prophet quote unquote prophet, um, alleged prophet told us that um, the reason that I was having a preterm labor was because um my family are involved with like a witchcraft coven and you know they sacrifice oh. babies in the spirit and you know your family were yeah because my 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 son was obviously a part of that bloodline so my son was obviously a sacrifice for their um you know like a pledge of allegiance yeah his his are his baby you know take him and you know we're, we're really serious about this cult sort of thing so obviously at this point I'm just like this makes perfect sense. This makes perfect sense. Yes, this is exactly what is going on because physically yeah. I can see stuff is actually happening. Yes, my baby came early. Yes, he's dying. Yes, I can see actual like physical evidence of whatever he's saying is manifesting. And obviously mm. I'm not thinking like a spiritual leader is going to lie to me. Like what is why is it in your interest to tell me a false and fake prophecy? If you're supposed to be a godly person, as we said before, an upright human being, like that everybody else mm. is trying to like say, oh, well, those are the holy ones. Those are the ones that are living right and all of that. I'm not really thinking you're lying to me. Why would you do that? Yeah. Especially to somebody that's like traumatized that they're like 
losing a child why yeah i don't know just why would you do that you know why but yeah he did that and from there that's when i isolated myself from my friends and family i didn't trust anybody i was in this warped reality of everybody's out here to get me um you know everybody wants to kill me everyone wants to kill my baby everyone wants to like you know that kind of thing i became really really like scared you know i'm very mm. um, socially um you isolated yourself yeah i say it myself and the only person i talked to was him and his um you know band of alleged pastors so <laughs> that's exactly where it was so obviously the relationship just continued just turbulent 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 you know they would just use god for everything god you know god you know god just using god to like justify abuse and i'm just like no like i don't really know what kind of god would like be allowing you people to behave like this like i just just you you're not godly people but you want to be throwing god all around the place like <laughs> yeah yeah like i know of, people uh... i know people who are freaking atheists that are better humans than you do you know what I mean? So you can't come and be using God here when you're not actually a good person, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of that happens. People yeah. would use the would use the church for their behavior. Yeah, exactly. And you know, uh, and it's given the church bad name. All yeah. of this stuff, you know, because there's no accountability, yeah. you know. No, and if no. anything, a lot of leaders play into it because you can't go to your, you know, spiritual leader, you know, and, and tell them that you're being abused and they're going to tell you to go right back to your abuser, you know. It happens yeah. a lot, you know, because it's more about God hating divorce and God, you know, this and that. And, you know, he, you're not the head of the house. Maybe you should calm down as a woman or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I don't feel like there's enough, like, real advice when it comes to abuse i think that the church or whatever spiritual um congregation or whatever should have a zero tolerance policy for abuse you know yeah i think uh yeah i think a lot of people a lot of men that are like that would hide behind the bible hide behind yeah. the church just so they can carry on with their behavior carry and on say, exactly and yeah, say justify. god yeah, God, God says this, this. God said that. You're kind of like, <laughs> what part of the Bible are you reading? <laughs> yeah, but it happens. Yeah. So it wasn't until I was just like, you know, this is going around in circles. Like, mm. I like... Like, at, at this time, you obviously, you separate yourself from your family, so you weren't contacting them. Yeah, I didn't have anyone you, to talk to. You're pretty much... I did mercy. She like yeah, pretty yeah. much. I was the the lamb that was slain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how did you manage to crack out of that? <laughs> to be honest, I think I had enough. I actually yeah. had enough. Like it was affecting not only my life, but I felt like it was affecting my children's life as well. Mm. You know, and that was just something that I'm not going to like have. You know, you want to destroy my life, okay, but you're not going to ruin my children's life. So I was just like, listen, if I have to choose between you and my children, I'll choose my children, you know? Mm. So I was like, yeah, I think it was the children that sort of made me 
really take it seriously and not believe the lies of, well, I'm going to change this kind of... Like, I've seen evidence that that's not true at this point, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At some point, we have to use, like, past situations <laughs> to kind of predict or calculate what is likely to happen. You know, the likelihood of you changing is very, very small. Um, so I'm going to go mm. and use past behavior to predict your future behavior. Um, as I said, I'm not going to stick around to find out. Do you know what I mean? I think you've had enough yeah. chances already and you've shown me again and again and again that you're not going to change. So I need to, you know, use my brain, follow my own happiness um, and do the right thing, you know, because the truth of the matter is, you know, you have abused me, you have manipulated me, you have controlled me, and those things are not cool. So I need to choose myself at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm guessing when you decided to finally get out of that situation, it wasn't easy because... It wasn't? <laughs> these people, yeah. It wasn't, but staying in that wasn't easy either because I okay. was literally upset every single day. I hated the yeah. fact that I was in this relationship because I feel felt like it was just so far away from what I actually wanted. Do you know what I mean? In my yeah, life. that that dream was like yeah, like it was uh, that dream was <laughs> <laughs> cremated. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was like, it was so far away that I was not happy at all. You know, and mm. I knew that obviously it's not going to be easy because, you know, I've still got everything I didn't want. Yes, I became the single mom and, you know, just everything I didn't want to be. And I thought, like, if I was going to, like, do this, I would have just not helped you with the passport in the first place. You know? Yeah. Sort and, of thing. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> when do you reach out to your family? Like, did it when you reached out to them? Um, so I probably reached out to one of my friends first, um, you know, just okay. like through Instagram and stuff. Um, and then I think I reached out to maybe one of my sisters. I think she'd sent an email to me, um, you know, a couple of months before. So yeah. I think she left her number on the email. So I mm. thought, oh, okay, let me, um, call the number on the email. I think it was. And then, you know, she was like, oh, you know, this and that, you know. And then, like, she, I think she had my daughter talking in the background. And she was like, oh, who's that? Who's that in the background? <laughs> I was like, well, apparently you have a niece, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, literally. <laughs> so that's kind of how, um, you know, we kind of started talking again. And then slowly mm. I started talking to everybody else and, you know, telling the tale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... I say even for them, it was big of like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, what did I miss? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I saw you doing some coaching now, teaching people. Yeah, I just feel like, wow, like for people to go through this, like myself and have no idea what a narcissist is, you know, how they do it, how are they successful with what they do, that sort of thing. I just thought, like, wow, how is it possible that this guy was able to get away with this? Like, I had to, you know, really look back and, like, you know, really comb through it. Like, with, like what were the certain points? What did I miss? What, you know, what, how, you know? And I yeah. feel like the more people understand that there is a science behind this, you know, there's a psychological tools, there's a system, you know, there's a structure to this abuse. 
I think that people will be able to um, guard themselves better, you know, follow their intuition more. Like, oh, okay, I've seen this before. I've heard of this before. You know, this looks similar to this or this sounds similar to what Zara went through. Let me just take that red flag seriously and not brush mm. it over the carpet. Oh, well, he showed me, you know, he showed me he's a good person and, you know, I'm just going to... No, we need to make... The problem is, and this is the problem that I had, I didn't know people like this existed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's like... So people need to know that these people actually exist, you know, and you are not <laughs> exempt, you know, from running into one of them, you know, like we all mm. think that we are, oh, no one could ever abuse me. Oh, if I was in that situation, I would have done this. If I was in that situation, I would have done that. Oh, that could never be me. That, you know, we all say these kind of things, you know, we're too street smart and all this, but the narcissist will meet you exactly where you are, you know? They yes. will meet you yeah. exactly where yeah. you are. They will see what you want, what your needs are, what your fears are, that sort of thing, you know? It, and they will yeah. morph themselves into that, you know? So they will it's meet like you exactly chess. where you are. It is, 100%. <laughs> and let it's me tell like you something. My ex was very good at chess. Very, very good. He would <laughs> yeah, it's like, play chess. He can play chess, you know? So, it's like they can see the full picture. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the more you give them, obviously, the more the more open you are to them because you want oh, yeah. the relationship to grow. Yeah. You're exactly. just giving them more. Oh, you can be comfortable with me. You can tell me your childhood secrets. You can tell me your dreams, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and how, how did you end up the coaching? Like, did you go back to college or was it something that you're already doing? Um, so I went back to, well, I wouldn't say back to college. I just did like, um, counseling courses um like physical um online coaching programs mm. and stuff like that and yeah just started doing it and helping people yeah 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 that that's good that's good and you cannot i know we're talking about male narcissists but you can also have a female narcissist yeah so let's just not, yeah yeah it, it goes both way yeah, and uh what does uh, well-being mean to you? Well-being? Mm. Um, I think it's just like putting, uh, <laughs> putting a middle finger up at the world and just saying, this is what I want right now. This is what I need right now. Because I think we're all too good at, you know, serving other people and we need to do this and we need to do that. And, you know, it's all for other people all the time. And I think well-being is just saying like, for my own welfare, I'm just going to lie down right now. For my own welfare, I don't want to go out and socialize. For my own welfare, I don't want to cook tonight, you know? I want to take mm. it, you know? For my own welfare, I need to eat better, you know? I want, yes, you know, healthy, organic fruits, vegetables, they're expensive, you know? I could get four Kit Kats for a pound, you know? But <laughs> yeah. I choose to buy those organic vegetables because I need it. Yeah. That's well-being. I'm taking care of myself. I don't care if, you know, it's expensive or this, that, and the other. That's mm. the food that I need, you know? So anything yeah. that kind of makes you feel good about yourself, I think that's well-being, you know? Whether that yeah. be mentally, physically, you know, emotional health, whatever it is. If you feel like this person drains my energy, I can't just... Their presence makes me feel uptight, move away from that person you know 
that's worthy and you shouldn't apologize for that like whoever it is like your mom you know (laughs) your friend you know your auntie whoever it is like they got to go because you've got to put yourself first so in whatever sort of category yeah take Mm. care of yourself and my last question is what's one thing you're proud of um i think i'm proud of not being in that situation anymore yeah i am proud of that at at least you know i'm not in a situation where i feel like a prisoner you know Mm. Mm. i've chosen myself i'm living my life um without being underneath somebody's thumb sort of thing i know that i can move i'm not a tree do you know what I mean? Like, okay, mm. I'm in a bad relationship, but you can get out, you know? Oh, did it, you're not, I'm not paying attention to the constraints of why I can't leave. I'm looking at why I should, you know, what could be if I can. So I think that's what I'm most proud of, you know, the fact that mm. I'm not still stuck thinking that I don't have options, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good thank you very much you are welcome if you have enjoyed this episode I would really appreciate it if you could leave a quick review on my Facebook page don't be afraid to talk or DM me on Instagram the show notes will include all the relevant links from today's episode if you haven't already please download leave a rating and share with your friends you might just reach the person who needs to hear this message please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes i am james lumumba signing off with gratitude